Welcome to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. We're back, 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 back again with everything you need to know happening in the world of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm Alec Mappa and my co-host is Okranka. <laughs> That's better than Paranka, as Alyssa Edwards would say. <laughs> Paranka, whatever. Paranka. Paranka. <laughs> so welcome, welcome back. I'm so excited to be back for another week of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast with your host, that is Alec Mappa, the icon, legend, pillar, and star of the entire world, and myself, Priyanka, the winner of Canada's Drag Race. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I've been following you on the TikToks. Oh, I've been I, having so much fun on TikTok. Oh, my goodness. I have joined the TikToks and uh, to see what the kids are up to. And there's my granddaughter, Priyanka, prancing around what appears to be a living room with a cathedral ceiling. Where were yes. you? I was at a cottage and I was Ooh. living my dreams in this gorgeous Ooh. Canadian themed cottage. Okay. It was a mansion, but I was so scared. It was like just two of us in there and and it was like in this whole bedrooms. mansion they're just two it was, of you i and i love scary movies and the first mm-hmm. thing that mm-hmm. you know we said when we arrived is like where's the killer hiding it was so oh. scary but i i'm happy to tell everyone that i made it out alive which means i'm like, the main character i'm the nev campbell <laughs> you're the last white girl standing i i'm exactly like that on the road i don't know about you like when you get that hotel room that's massive like you know sometimes you'll get a hotel room that has like a living room you get a whole suite set up at night i'm like i just close all the doors until i'm just in the bedroom Alone. Oh, 100%. Like, I, I, I can't I can't sleep with the door with the hotel door open if there's like six other rooms available to that's that's what you call a white lady problem. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just so scary because I'm like, he could be in there. He could be in the shower. He could be under mm. the bed. It's it's very, very scary. And because I've watched so many horror movies growing up, it's just I'm just a whore. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Speaking of a whore, um, on the last RuPaul's Drag Race UK Series 2, Episode 9, a whore was eliminated. Now, we we have our top four now, which is uh, Ellie Diamond, Bimini, Lawrence Cheney, and Tace. And the show opened with Lawrence still being mad at Ellie for um, her strategy the previous week. I will say this. I, I, I can tell the reason why Lawrence was still mad because I mm-hmm. understand playing the game and setting up people for, for failure so you can win, but Ellie Diamond uh-huh. didn't win the challenge. So it's like didn't Lawrence win. was like, was it worth it? Was it worth the friendship that, you know, that you, you could have ruined to not win a badge? Do you think um, friendships end because of this show, because of people competing against each other? Because it always seems like however bad it is on the show, by the time there's a reunion, people have had a talk and gotten over things. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very rare. Unless someone really, really, really effed me over, then I would I would definitely have some grudges to hold. Because I right. never forget. I never forget the things that people do to me or have said to me. Mm. But... With that said, I don't know. You have to just kind of grain of salt and be like, it's a competition, so you got to do what you got to do to get the crown. Right, and the top three in your case, they seem like nice girls. It didn't seem like you had any major conflicts with Scarlet Bobo or uh, Rita Baga. No, honestly, everybody, we all love each other, and like Rita is the best person ever. Bobo and I chat here mm. and there. Like, whatever drama happened on the show, we, we kind of left behind because, yeah. 
Yeah, move on. Let it go. Do you remember your Everybody Loves Puppets challenge? I do. I do. I, th- I actually thought I was going to win that challenge. I was like, oh, I finally got my juju back. And then, like, the winner is Scarlet Bobo. And I was like, the fuck is this bullshit? God but damn it. I know. It worked out, though, because I wouldn't have chose who I had to choose for my makeover challenge, which we'll get to because in RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, it's the makeover challenge. Ooh. Oh, it's so good. It was so good. So who do you think won the 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 puppet challenge well of course i mean it's it's bimini bimini is just (laughs) always kind of well she's always clear about the story that she's telling and uh, the other ones seem to kind of hit on generalities about the other people but it was bimini who really kind of like drove everything home specifically bimini 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 she does it again and again and again. again it's wild i'm crazy about her yeah i think the whole entire world is crazy about her me included so this week's maxi challenge is uh they have to start a soap opera called beast enders directed by the one the only michelle visage alec if you were to be in a soap opera what would your soap opera be called oh um um all my filipinos <laughs> Uh, Gaijin love story I don't know what would yours be called Come dump millionaire (laughs) You have that one in your pocket I know you do It was just sitting there I was was like ask me ask me (laughs) Are you familiar with the EastEnders show I am familiar with it I don't think I've ever Mm -hmm. watched it But when I've dove into UK You know culture and stuff It's all they talk about So I totally understand Mm -hmm. It's like, like I know it's not a Canadian show But I love Young and the Restless. It's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. My show when I was a kid was All My Children. I so good. was I ah I would go home for lunch in high school to catch up on my stories. And I really miss those days. And luckily in the UK, EastEnders is still running. Like it's just going to run forever. Oh, it just keeps going and going. And, and I love that about soap operas that they just keep going. Like, I mean, RuPaul's Drag Race, how many seasons of it? It's the soap opera of our lives now. <laughs> I know. And you know what? With all the new seasons coming up, we have Australia coming up. We have Spain coming up. I think there's going to be another Holland Drag Race. You yes. can watch RuPaul's Drag Race all year long. <laughs> I consider the world very lucky for all the drag race they're getting. It's the best show yeah. ever. I'm like Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray. I watch the RuPaul show and I, I, I do absolutely nothing else. <laughs> During the filming, L- Lawrence Cheney was struggling in filming. So remembering mm. lines is really hard. Do you ever struggle with that? Okay, see, one of the reasons I worked so much in the 80s and 90s is, uh, and the aughts, is that uh, when I first came to L.A., you have to learn a lot of things really, really quickly. And I was good at looking at the page and going, got it, let's go. And people would go, really? Oh, and I, yep. and I would I would just be able to kind of like look at a script and kind of like take a picture of it in my mind, like a screen capture. I can't do that anymore. I have oh. to sit down. I have to memorize not just the lines, but the situation that I'm in. I really have to. Now I have to make an effort is what I'm saying. You have to work for it. But I know how frustrating it is to be in front of the crew have everybody waiting on you and not being able to remember the lines. It is a nightmare. And when that happens to you, you're almost stuck in that rut because you can't, you're not, you're not relaxed. And what the remedy for that is you just go to everybody, listen, everybody, give me two minutes, give me two minutes to just kind of like take a breath, say you have to pee you know, just kind of like just chill for two minutes so you can gather your thoughts. You can't get back on track if you're panicked. 
No, I totally agree. I, at YTV, when I was hosting Kids TV, we would do these giant sales shoots where these brands would buy and to make us say all these particular lines. Like what? We were outside in the mm-hmm. cold at the zoo promoting penguins of Madagascar. And I was in a penguin suit and it was like minus 30 <laughs> degrees Celsius, <laughs> 30 degrees Celsius outside. And because it was so cold, because it was so much jargon, I had to remember the name of the movie plus when it was being released, but you can only say in selected theaters, but you could only say it at the end of the script. And you had to say the four characters names in a specific order. It was, oh, it had to sorry. be ver- verbatim. And, I, and I'm not a verbatim queen. I like right. to just like jumble it up and make it, make it sound in more my voice yeah the studio's not happy with that uh-uh so mm-hmm. it took forever and it was so cool and i remember this the crew like every time i would jumble the lineup they'd just like look down and be like Ugh. do you still have a picture of yourself in that penguin outfit because i'm kind of turned on right now can find it and i'm gonna tweet it out as soon as this podcast drops don't worry <laughs> <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's gonna put it put in alex spank bank What did you think of watching Beast Enders? It was a long soap opera for them to memorize all those lines. It was a lot. Um, But, you know, luckily they all had characters they kind of excelled at. Yeah, I agree. Lawrence Cheney, he played Phyllis. And he was kind of like a big uh, beast of a woman who was very aggressive. Um, Tace did her sister, who uh, uh, had the big blonde hair. I love that her boobs didn't match her face. Like... She was this gorgeous black woman with with albino breasts. That was very funny. And Bimini uh, played, you know, the owner of the thing. And I just loved how all of their arguments escalated. And they would all kind of like end with like a big finale and a flourish. And it made me think it probably isn't that different from the actual show. (laughs) I really enjoyed... watching Bimini perform I think everyone did which is why she won the maxi Mm -hmm. challenge which everybody saw spoiler alert did you agree with the win yeah how many times has she won she's won so many she won UK hun she won uh when she wore that Iris Von Herpen dress with uh when she was bacteria um she's won at least three or four right she really just came back with a vengeance it's so cool to see so yeah so let's discuss my favorite part the runways always take it to the runway Runway. runway. Take it to the runway. 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 Now, they had to do um, pantos, which is, um, it's so funny. It's called pantomime shows in London, pantos, but they talk. They don't pantomime. <laughs> <laughs> they do talk. They have, a lot of, they have a lot of personality. They have a lot of talking for something that has the word mime in it. But um, I was in London one year for Christmas, and you couldn't go anywhere without running into a panto show, either on television or in person. They're wow. huge in the UK at Christmas time for our American listeners. Um, and they're basically these children's shows where you get to yell at the stage and it's a bad guy and a good guy. It's so much fun. Oh, that's amazing. What I would do to be in the UK at Christmas. I love it over there. Oh my God. I know. Oh. I, know. I, I watched Love Actually one year. The year it came out and I was like, I want to go to London for Christmas. And that's what I did. Unfortunately, um, uh, I left my husband alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. It was, it was when we were first going out. So uh, uh, subsequently, my, my husband hates that movie. So going on to the panto looks, Bimini Bon Boulash came out as a giant Dolly. Yeah, so great. I loved it. She really sold the hell out of this one. I was such a big fan. Yeah, it, she comes out. She's she kind of looks like um uh, uh like Jean Benet Ramsey meets The Conjuring. Very that. Um, she kind of she has an Annabelle doll face, and she kind of looks like she could float on a cloud, but she literally came out stomping 
And that kind of cracked me up. Yes, I like it. It was nice that she came out dressed like a little doll, but then was like, bam, bam, yeah. bam, whoa, oh, yeah. let's go again. <laughs> yeah, Ellie Diamond came out. Um, all right, <sighs> my husband has an issue with Ellie Diamond in that, um, you know, the makeup's always on point, but here we go with that silhouette again. It's kind of like she has the flouncy skirt with the big mm-hmm. shoulder pads. Can she do anything else? I know. It, it's tough because I th- I think Michelle Visage said it. She said, like, I was expecting more in your makeup because you are such mm-hmm. a makeup queen. So mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't think the look fell flat. I think it's a beautiful look. And I she think looks it's great. Good in it. I yeah. just think that it's one of those things where had we seen this at the beginning of the season, it would have been like, great. Wow. This is such a great way to know her. But when you're seeing mm-hmm. it in top four land, you're like, it ain't enough, sis. But I don't blame her for that. I blame the timing. All right. So when you're preparing to go on the show, are you really lining everything up on the floor or against the wall or in a, on a, a computer program of some kind of go, um, all right, am I giving them enough variety? Yes. For When I was preparing for Drag Race, I said, like, I want to make sure that I have a bunch of different silhouettes, gowns, cat suits, mm-hmm. body suits, short dresses, mm-hmm. mini, all kinds of dresses because you, you need to show them variety because that's the one thing that you, you don't want to be clocked on. Like, you can't wear the same thing every week. No, you cannot. Or, or you can. Well, why not take a crazy chance? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, uh, Bianca Del Rio kind of had the same silhouette almost every week and she won. She had the same dress in like 10 different colors. Yeah. You never know because if you're selling it the right way, then you're fine. But if you ain't selling it, no one's going to buy it. Lawrence Cheney came out with a sewing machine on her head. I actually love this look. I, I, I know I have no qualms about it. I think the makeup could have been a little bit more animated, but otherwise mm. this look was so fun to see her. I love the measuring tape around the waist. It, it like, I love the idea of like, she's a bigger girl and people know that and that's what she owns and, and that's how she pads and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I love the idea of taking a measuring tape around her, her waist and saying like, this is pretty, this is fun. This is camp. Yeah. We'll look at, it's a, yeah. It says, it says more than what I'm sure she meant it to say, but I love the message. I love her. You know, it, it, I'm very entertained by her and, and by accentuating her size to me, it actually makes her more beautiful. You know, like there's a lot of bigger Queens um, who've been on the show, like Darian Lake, who really kind of like, I'm a big girl and mm-hmm. this is what I look like. And they, they're just absolutely gorgeous. Um, I love the little sewing machine on her head and it's just very well thought out. Like she has this Peter Pan collar on top and then (laughs) the kind of like sewing, um, there's, there's a, there's a material, like almost a lavender material under the Peter Pan collar with all the pictures of the little sewing machines and and hangers and it's very neat. Also want to point out that this would have been a great fascinators look oh you're right with the sewing yeah. machine because that's how you do it yeah you, you draw all the attention to the head and everything falls underneath icon Lawrence cheney is an icon speaking of icons next we have my girl taste what did you think of this tinkerbell look i loved it and they said it wasn't panto and i was like there's always a tinkerbell or a good fairy i mean i could see her as being somebody's fairy godmother in this outfit she has the oh. platinum blonde updo kind of like a Marie Antoinette situation happening with a tiara or oh, it seems to be a number of tiaras and, and yeah. things uh, 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 um, festooned within the wig. Festooned. Festooned. <laughs> what you call me? Um, she has like these beautiful stars on her cheeks and on her nose. I loved it. And um, I didn't have the issues with it that the um, judges did. She looks like um, uh, Tinkerbell is in a Las Vegas show. 
Yes, I totally agree. The, the problem here is is that she wasn't put. She was doing you know a taste version of it, which could either be a great thing or work against you. But because we've seen mm. her do this sexy taste over and over and over again, if she came out and just uglied herself up a little bit, the judges would have been like, oh. oh my God, this is the best thing we've ever seen. We've never seen you like this before. Oh my God. There's oh. just no, there's just no like ele- elevation or a character switch, which, which judges love. It's amazing. Yeah. So you like, she, you think she should have gone out like a into the woods kind of witch at first oh, yeah. and then did a big reveal to be like a beautiful princess underneath. Yeah. Yeah, go all the way. Who cares? Be ugly. It's better that way. It's easier to be ugly. Fuck. <laughs> Take it from me. Take it from me. Ellie Diamond and Taze were the bottom two, and, and they lip synced. Uh-huh. And my husband did not commit. He's usually really good about um, predicting the save or the double save. Mm. He did not He did not predict it this time. And as a result, we were really surprised uh, Ellie Diamond being saved. You know what? I love a top four going into the finale. There's something just mm. so fun about it. So I'm so excited to see a top four fight for the crown. Oh my God. My mm. blood is like, I it, it, like, sure. Ellie Diamond is also Taste's fourth time lip syncing. So that could have been a thing to say like, well, oh. Taste, then maybe it's your time to go home too. So I think both of them have potential to win the whole show. Not a popular opinion i know but i think both of them have a, a really good potential to win the show because who knows what, what, what's going to happen ne- next week when we've crowned the winner of drag race uk it's going to be monumental and wild and crazy oh my god i'm hyperventilating over here i know uh, you gotta you gotta take deep breaths breathe into a baby uh. bag the, the great thing about rupaul's drag race that i love is that from week to week it really is anybody's game you could do well one week and be in the bottom the very next. We've seen that happen over and over again, which is what makes it so entertaining. Stick around, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Episode 10. Miss Quarantina Turner got you feeling down? Never fear, divas, because the WOW Podcast Network is here! Coming this year are brand new episodes of Your Fave Pods, such as mine, the girl group gossip starring me, Cheryl Hole. Hi, Cheryl. How's your hole? Hole is worn out. How are you? <laughs> to the triumphant return of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Or as we like to call it, she already the hair. And not to mention bringing mm, tap dancing in. <laughs> That was this close to being the name of this show. <laughs> and with brand new podcasts from RuPaul's Drag Race UK, Crystal, and Season 12's Jackie Cox, the WOW Podcast Network will be the one-stop shop for all your drag-related podcast adventures. So for more deets, go to worldofwonder.com forward slash podcast. Moose! Tens, tens, tens across the board. You know, this uh, episode is... Uh, the Priyanka episode of the entire season. I'll tell you why. A psychic shows up and it's the makeover challenge. Pop quiz, Alec, who won the makeover challenge on Canada's Drag Race? Mm, You are the worst because I've been watching Canada's Drag Race as a way to kind of cement our friendship and to catch up on interesting on all the magic that you are. And I haven't gotten to that episode yet. Well, aren't you just a little bitch? I won the makeover challenge. Oh, you did. I did. 
listen, I'm a busy housewife and mother and, and working actress. So there's only so many hours in the day. But I promise you, my granddaughter, I will watch everything that you're on forever and ever. I'm even watching you on the TikToks. On the TikToks. Well, as I said, this was the Priyanka episode. So they had a world-renowned psychic. And and and, and don't get me wrong, people. I was very pissed that RuPaul didn't call me to be Miss Cleo on this episode. I'm going to say it right now. Thank you. <sighs> pissed but they do they do readings and and it's really 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 fun because this girl came in on set of rupaul's drag race she did her little quarantine for two weeks and got swabbed and sat on stage and just stirred the fucking pot it's iconic she did stir the drink oh she she looks like candy she's like who do you hate here oh you hate her you hate rose i was like oh yeah she goes are you two attracted to each other do you have a thing going on you and denali yes and then she told tina Berger that her father was in a truck and he said he was sorry from the afterlife yes which was so beautiful i loved hearing that that was a good way to start the session the weirdest way to end the session was that you utica's cow named clara was just reaching out which i think is very important to know that you know cows have feelings too yes cows have feelings too in the afterlife and what the cow had to say is why did you turn me into a steak (laughs) (laughs) what utica isn't saying is is what happened to the cow like no one knows should i text her and ask her what happened to the cow i'm gonna text her i I think we should i think we should Uh, this was such an exciting week the maxi challenge was doppelgangers um the, where they um and because of covid usually this is a um this is a challenge where outsiders are brought in or relatives um they've done it with veterans with lgbtq veterans coming in and being made over or uh siblings or the moms i think during uh alaska's all-star uh, a season she it was mothers who were got the makeovers oh mother and this time they had to make over each other yeah which is very fun because they weren't expecting to so the pairings are candy and gotmic tina and rose olivia and denali simone yay and utica now i thought that these pairings were very fair honestly like i i know that putting candy and gotmic was kind of a stretch because of the, the different body types mm. but if if any two of them if any two contestants in the room were going to be able to work with that it would be i would it would be them too like down you know it really what this challenge showed for me was it really didn't matter if they were completely different it was about embodying the other person's character i totally it was like an impersonation challenge Absolutely. And the thing is, like, I, I'm wondering, I, I'm not a, a makeup artist by any stretch of the imagination. How hard is it for you? You know how to paint your own face. Yes. How hard is it to paint somebody else's? It's so hard. Really? Especially when the category is doppelganger, because you have to put your face on somebody. Like, when I had mine, I had a darker skin guy named Elton. He was incredible. And I still talk to him now. He's still my friend. But he was like a football player. Like, his body was humongous. I was like, how do I make this into me? Like it's 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 tough because did, did you have sex with him? I did not have sex with my drag daughter. You disgusting grandma! I know you like <laughs> to keep it. I know you like to keep it in the family, but not this family. You did. You didn't have drag cest. You didn't have a. a... <laughs> I did not have, I didn't commit drag cest. You said he was a football player. So that's the first place I went to. It's like, here, let me show you all about my character from the inside. That's so funny. Oh my God. I'm so obsessed. So I, I totally, it, it is hard to, 
it's easy to paint your face onto somebody. I think it's just it's hard. It's it's just hard when you're not a makeup artist. Like Candy and Gottmik are makeup artists, so they already know how to paint other people. Do you know what I noticed that right away? As soon as they were doing their B roll together, I mean, uh, of course, Gottmik is a very high end, very much in demand uh, makeup artist here in Los Angeles, and is in demand. Yes, and has revealed on the show that she's done a lot of famous faces. Um, Candy, but when Candy was making up Gottmik, you could clearly see. That she was a professional makeup artist. Oh, yes, honey. She had her little, you know, she had her, she put her mask back on to make sure. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> she seemed to be like, you know, one of those girls at Mac. Who would you want to give you a makeover out of all of the contestants to ever be on a drag race? Miss Fame. Oh, good choice. Good choice. Miss good choice, Fame. Choice. I was going to say Raven, but I, who is like a sure bet? Raven is one of those spectacular. She's an Emmy Award winning makeup artist, and she's done Rue's face for the past couple of seasons, both in the U.S. show and in the U.K. But Miss Fame, there's something about the things that she does that are completely transformative. And, you know, she gives everybody that cute little Miss Fame mole. But, I mean, I just also I'm in love with Miss Fame. I just want her to touch my face. I'm obsessed. I would pick Alyssa Edwards. Oh, oh Alyssa Edwards. Yes. I just, I love her. You're obsessed. More than, and I just, I want to meet her. And I've been doing all this work for World of Wonder and no one has set up one meet and greet. No one. Oh my, nobody has suffered more than you, Priyanka. Nobody. I'm suffering. I am a victim. Yeah, you're right up there with Elizabeth Taylor. Oh. Nobody has suffered as much no. as you are right now. I'm the Marilyn Monroe of Drag Race. I'm struggling. You are. You haven't met Alyssa Edwards. She's a delightful human oh being. Oh my God, everyone stop. Everyone stop what you're doing. Utica just texted me back. Really? She said. <laughs> Tell her I said hi and that we're talking about her on the podcast right now. Utica said she was butchered and the meat was distributed. She was delicious. Hashtag farm life. I called it. Didn't I call it? I was joking and I totally called it. Jesus. Um, Utica was um, uh, hooked up with Simone and seemed to be very um, intimidated by having to um, do an impersonation of a black woman. Yeah. And she seemed to kind of leave, like, and which was, which is kind of a very guarded response for somebody from the Midwest. Uh, it doesn't seem like she has like a ton of black friends. No, and I think that her what her concerns were very valid because if mm-hmm. you know the category is impersonation and you know when, when they mm-hmm. have to impersonate somebody for snatch game they pick a, a person of their skin color they pick a person that that, that mm-hmm. that's culturally appropriate cultural appropriation. Well, yeah, like she she was worried about that because these girls you know online are so quick to be canceled for everything. So I totally understand that and and RuPaul's advice of saying like it's how you embody the character and 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 the love and come from a place of love yeah exactly and she did it she didn't you know she didn't do blackface she didn't try to paint dark Mm -hmm. like simone it was like they painted Mm -hmm. utica to her skin color and she embodied simone on the runway and oh she was great she was so good it was so incredible so i i'm like i'm happy that 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 topic was brought up because that's all that's an ongoing conversation like what's appropriate what's not what's appropriate what's not and i think they both did give the right um advice come from a place of love because it seems like the inner city queens you know when you go to a drag show backstage 
age. The dressing rooms are about the size of a postage stamp. I mean, there are these tiny, cramped little spaces. And so you get to know everybody real quick. And it seems like the drag families and the children here in Los Angeles and in New York City, it's like you're coming. It's a really diverse community. Yes, it totally is. Yeah. But, you know, every everything has its own set of politics. But I think she did come from a place of love and she was terrific, which takes us to runways. It's time for the runway. It's time for the runway. Oh, my God. Let's go through each contestant. So let's do Denali as Olivia Lux. What did you think? Uh, it was not good. Okay. <laughs> no, it, it was kind of like Olivia Lux is really sparkly and she comes out and she there she has that big smile. And this just seemed that it wasn't joyful. And it looked like, you know, Denali's really good at her drag. And in this, she kind of looked like a boy in a dress to me. This this look, you know, reminds me of that one time I showed up to a voice acting um booking and I had diarrhea in the parking lot. Just sadness. Oh. Oh. Wow. Whatever. I'm a i I'm a survivor. You're a survivor. I'm a survivor, Alec. Thank you. I'm a survivor. No one has suffered more than you. Thank you. Thank you. Alyssa Edwards, call me. <laughs> what do you think of Olivia Lux? I'm still stuck on Denali because she's one of the most she's still one of the most beautiful contestants ever in and out of drag. Like out of drag, I'm obsessed with him. His dimple, those big eyes. I just oh, I want to make out with him. He's so cute. Interesting. But this just did not it didn't seem on brand. It didn't seem on brand for either one of them. You're pissed. You have to, you want, you want to write, you're going to write a letter. You're pissed. Mm-hmm. A very strongly worded letter. <laughs> Olivia Lux came out as Denali. She did have kind of the, um, the, the Elsa wig from Frozen with the tool. And she did look like an ice skater. But again, it was kind of like everybody was going full cind- cylinders on these makeover challenges. And this to me seemed like 70%. So I think Denali did. Am I wrong? I think you're not wrong. Denali did an awful job painting Olivia and as she knows it, there is no, and RuPaul said it on the show. Mm. RuPaul said it on the show that the bland, bland. And that wig is so bus up, bus up that wig. <laughs> I, I have that. I, I have that wig. I have that wig at, at the bottom of my closet hidden with my sexuality. Oh, it's not, no. it's still there. And it's not going to come out. Oh, that no. is that's that wig represents me suppressing my sexuality all throughout high school and college. Oh my gosh! This kind of Cindy. Remember those Cindy dolls where you could pull the ponytail out of the head? That's what this looks like to me. I don't know. I didn't hate the look, but again, I, I feel like everybody at at this point in the game is like giving so much of who they are, and and this kind of really fell short of the mark. We have got making candy muse. Iconic pairing. Iconic pairing. Loved it. So good. I was so obsessed with both of this. And also hearing Candy Muse impersonate got Mick, like honestly oh, it's gorge <laughs> that's exactly how she talks uh next up we have rose and tina burner what do you think of this duo um you know what they're both actors and they're both very physical and the minute uh um rose clomped out on the runway with those two big black eyes she couldn't be anybody else she was absolutely fantastic i can say the same for Tina Burner with that big pink wig. She got the moves down pat. Uh, yeah, I totally agree, agree agree with you. She also looked so pretty. I love that paint more than anything in the world. She looked very pretty. It was like you could see that on, on um, she did her signature face on Rosé. It was pretty accurate. The eyes are very dark. But there was something about the, the makeup that Rosé did on Tina Burner that really opened up her face in a completely oh, different way. Beautiful. And I think she should... I think that's worth exploring. I hope that she takes those tips and just 
applies it to her face. This next duo, I'm so excited to talk about. Oh my gosh. It, it, Simone came out with that Martha Graham top where she was doing all of those, um, you know, Leo Donardi, Leo, uh, Leo Donardi, Leo, Leonardo da Vinci stretch poses that Utica uh. was demonstrating in, in their rehearsals. And she's absolutely great. She has this kind of garden of earthly delights headdress. It kind of reminded me of a Hieronymus, Hieronymus Bosch painting it was so beautiful it was so beautiful and those fleshy tights with the with the muscle and sinew printed on it i was i was all about this i thought it was fantastic i 100 percent agree with you and then utica as samoundie this was perfect once again mm-hmm. similar to ha- seeing like tina burner as rose like this just felt like a refresher to see utica in this kind of mm-hmm. look it shows it shows that she can do anything which is such a great time to show that you could do anything in the competition because Utica is so special. She's talented. And um, again, I'm, I'm talking about my husband nonstop in this uh, show, but this is the power of Drag Race. She said, now I see her. Uh-huh. Now I see her talent. It was like a it was like a monumental moment. She came out dressed as Halle Berry from the movie Baps. And talk about coming from a place of love. It was beautiful. And she was a completely different queen on the runway. She was yes. like not making her Carol Burnett goofy faces and clowning around and mugging. She was like sexy and powerful and confident. I absolutely loved it. So the bottom two this week are Olivia and Denali. And Denali goes <laughs> home, which is a shocker. Um, but <sighs> not not against Olivia. Like I do think that out of the two of them, like Denali is a friend of mine. And I love her. Yeah. But it, it did make sense for Olivia to stay. Um, I, I feel like it, I feel like it was it was Olivia's fault. But you know what's been happening is I saw a post on Instagram that said that showed a picture of Olivia and Denali together smiling. And it said, don't post any hateful messages about these two. We love each other. And uh, if we can take this moment on our podcast to say show love for the Queens online. Oh, yes, please. It's so much easier to do. Um, Just remember, these are human beings. You know, you put yourselves on the line, you make yourself vulnerable, and they nobody deserves to be trashed on social media, especially queens who worked as hard as they have to get to this place to earn a spot in the show. So that's my soapbox speech for the day. Be nice, goddammit. I also think that it's important that everyone is extra nice to me because I've been through... <laughs> you have suffered more suffered. than anybody. I have not met RuPaul. I haven't met, I'm still going, I haven't met RuPaul, I haven't met Alyssa Edwards, I don't want to meet Alec Mappa, and I still get to talk to him once a week, my life sucks. Thank you. You love me, you lo- you you pretend that you don't, but that's just your way of like, just kind of protecting your feelings, but you know you absolutely adore me. Um, do you have a question this week? Did anybody write us a question? If you write us a question um, at Priyanka at on her socials or me at my socials, which we'll mention in a second, you can get free World of Wonder merchandise sent to your door. So do you have a question this week? The question is this week is who do you think is going to take the crown for UK's Drag Race from Lily? Lily. Hi, Lily. Hi, Lily. Hi, low. Um... I it's no secret that I'm absolutely head over heels in love with Bimini. I think she's going to take it. I agree. I think uh, uh, um, um, Bimini's going to take it. I think uh, Ginny Lemon might take it. I also think that um, <laughs> RuPaul has a has a great a great a great time. And uh, honestly, Alec, I had a great time with you today. Um, 
I think you're a legend icon and pillar, but I'm suffering. You are suffering. And where can people find you on your suffering social medias? You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, trying to bang your boyfriend <laughs> at the Queen Priyanka all over. Where can people find you, Alec Mappa? You can find me at Alec Mappa at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I can't join one more social media thing. It's just such a time suck. Um, you can also listen to my mental health podcast every week called Alec Mappa. Papa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist, which you're appearing on next week. I'm so excited about that. I am so excited to be a part of that. And we're always excited to talk about Drag Race. And remember, whenever you tune into the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, you'll be hearing two people coming from a place of love. Except for you, you're miserable. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been a World of Wonder production.